Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cerulean Rule. I am your DM, also playing Eldora Seawalk Draken, and I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, as usual, if you guys would like to say hi. Hello, everyone. I'm Jamzy, and I play Nanette Silkenthorn. Hello, it is me, Crow, and I play Edric and Mako. And on the last session of Cerulean Roll, our heroes acted quick and decided to keep Eldorus in the basement to fend off Nanette and the other werewolf from exiting. Adric, Callius, and May quickly scurried off after getting the vials from Eldorus and tried to synthesize a cure for lycanthropy with Ash. Ash informed Adric the amount of blood would be nowhere near enough to synthesize a perfect cure, especially as quick as they wanted it. Callius had the idea of going to fight Marin in the basement and taking more blood. They fought a one-sided battle against the werewolf, and Adric dealt the finishing blow with a powerful Eldritch Blast aimed at the chest. In Marin's final moments, he pleaded with Callius to learn the fate of his wife and child, only to let out a pitiful cry, learning the tragic result. Callius quickly got a couple of vials and filled them with blood before they went back to Ash, and she quickly went back to experimentation. Meanwhile, in the basement, Eldorus quickly lost the battle, as his exhausted movements left him open for an infectious bite. A monstrous figure, a werewolf of a different caliber, emerged from the basement, as Eldorus commanded the others to follow him and begun a destructive assault to nearby buildings and homes. As the battle raged on against Eldorus, everyone began to fall to the infection because they, but they managed to keep their heads above water. Eldorus was knocked out of his werewolf form by May with a well-timed moonbeam and quickly began a downward spiral where we pick up in the vast silence of Shadowfell. The rain-like particles begin to pitter against the floor, washing away the blood on his hands, and Eldorus looks at you with a pained expression strewn so tightly across his face. I think you're ready to hear why I am the worst thing that has ever happened to this world and to any other I step foot on. Are you ready to hear? Nanette kind of gulp and shakily nods. 
He looks up at the rain as the blood on his hands begins to mix with it and drip slowly onto the wooden floor. He looks at the carnage he just did. He looks at the dead body in front of him. Are you ready, Adric? To hear what I have done personally? Adric just stands there looking at him, but he also nods. You hear as Eldorus begins to walk forwards towards you guys. And as he passes you, you feel this cool mist around the air. And Eldorus just continues walking as if you guys are supposed to follow him. I turn to Adric, and then I start to follow him. Adric probably looks at Nanette at the same time and follows. You guys follow Eldorus. You see the blood on his hands are washing off with every single stride. He stops in front of the tavern door. He opens it, and he moves the table directly into the front of the tavern, and directly in front of the door, and sits across from it. I take a seat. Nanette, you pull this chair, and as soon as you sit there, as soon as you're looking at the man that you have slowly begun to consider as a second father, you see as he's looking at you with a grimace. His eyes heavily shaded under the lantern light. The flickering warm oranges only make him look more opposing as they drench his face silhouetting it in shadow. May takes a seat right next to you, Nanette, on the other side. And, Adric, do you take a seat? I take a seat. You pull the wooden chair slowly. It creaks against the floor. And... You take a seat. And Callius just looks through the door and he moves the rock that's holding it open and lets it shut itself. You see as it swings and you are enveloped in a new darkness.
I think this story is best started where I started, where all this tragedy started, where all this anger, where all this ferocity started. You see as the bartender just kind of looks at the table as Eldorus is speaking, and he just kind of slinks back into the back room, avoiding this situation. When I was born in the Gallium Seas, I killed my mother at birth. The moment I was born, I took a life. The moment I was given life, I took it away. And you see as Eldorus's appearance begins to slowly shift back into that intimidating one, with black tendrils pouring down his back from his head and gradienting into a violent blood red. A trait unfamiliar to any other Triton. A trait unseen in generations. And you see as those barbed tendrils begin to overlap and wave behind him. Even though I shouldn't be able to remember that. It's stained in my head forever. The blood red floating abyss. The blood red floating around me as the doctor held me. My father. I only remember him as a silhouette in the darkness. Left as soon as he heard my mother's screams of agony. The doctor tried to spin it as a miracle, as something special was just born there. Generations of Tritons were never fiercer than this. Generations of Tritons do not have this trait. Oh, but I look at it. I look at these tendrils. They're nothing more than a curse. Though, I only started thinking about them as a curse recently. Before, they were a blessing. He puts his hand down on the table. I was born with no name. I was not Eldorus. I was not anything. A nameless speck in a great abyss of darkness and stars. 
truly a fitting thing to be in a place such as the Eldritch Sea. No one to love me from the moment I was born. The doctor tried his best to save my mother, but the damage I did from the inside was irreparable. He knew that I was dangerous. But he gave me away to an adoption center in the depths, in the dark. And there, from a young age, I was feared by everyone for my appearance. But there was always something deeper inside of me. Something that no one but me could feel, could see. They isolated me for my difference. And then I gave them a reason to isolate me. Then I gave them a reason to fear me. As they would run, I would hunt. And I would harm. The adults, they would try to stop me. But something inside, from that young age, would just erupt in me. This violence, this anger that could not and should not be quelled. And at the age of five, I met a man who changed my life forever. A paladin. A paladin who followed the teachings of Yafal. As you would know the compass. His name was Agest. Agest Laustrum. In the words of that paladin, I found solace. I found comfort. But what he taught me, I didn't listen. I didn't hear them the way he intended me to listen to them. Where good rises, evil comes. But, as I looked at my little hands back then, all those hands ever did was cause pain, torment, and agony. The red strings that swirl between you and me I've been cutting them, severing them, since the very day I was born. And in my eyes, 
I was only delivering them. Do you fall? A purpose I found in my strength, in my cruelty, in my rage. A purpose that no one could take from me. A motive to snuff out the life that was tied to those strings with my hands. Yafal says we wear down at each other's strings. But I make it so those strings never get the chance to wear down by snipping them and cutting them and ripping them from the cycle. At the age of five, that mentality stood strong in my head. Then, in those moments, I became what those children nicknamed me, what those adults called me behind their back. The devil given form in a triton. At the age of five, I killed grown people, delivering them to your fall. They could not even handle me as a child. <laughs> as a child. They would call me abnormal, fiendish, devilish. Those nicknames that I would once scorn at. I would once fear myself for being called that. When those paladins, when that paladin spoke those words, I relished those nicknames. And as a teenager, my strength only begin, only begun to instill more fear into people. Legends were written, folk songs of a beast unimaginable, things that would make a king cry upon his throne, and even seasoned adventurers would shake in their boots hearing them. But something else began to grow in my heart. If even the pirates who considered themselves to be emperors, dominating forces of each sea, if they could not hold a candle to me, who could? Who really could? That boredom, it sunk deep into me. No matter what I would do, everyone else was weaker. Skin as hard as iron. Blows that would rip the clowns with their shockwaves. Punches that would quake the very seas themselves. 
Who could even hope to challenge me? And the funny part about that boredom is that since I died and got put into a new body, less fierce, less cursed. At first, before I met you, I was excited to do it all over again from scratch. But before I died, As I began to mature into an adulthood, though it was brief, I began to allow people near me, a crew, some would call it, Lusamine Core, and <laughs> the newest person, before and all, Delir Stadsy. I stopped showing my intensity, and my claws, my tendrils begin to dull, as only weaklings would challenge us. Why would I fight when I could sit there and watch? Delir, back when I used to like him would steer people into helping. He would steer us into helping others for the sake of their beings, for their well-beings. And of course, I helped. It was fun for a bit, battling challenges with new people even though it wasn't much of a challenge for me. Lusamine, she slowly quelled her burning passion. At first, she used to be much like me. A figure fierce, strong, unwavering. She quelled those passions, halting them to a grinding stop because she fell in love with Kor. And Kor, oh Kor, he was my longest friend. Though not long at all. At first, he would look at me in a way Mako would look at me. Those curious eyes him writing down everything. But then, his fascination shifted away from me and towards the eagle-eyed and kind-spirited Delir. And as I was considering everyone there, my friend, as I let my tendrils down as I stopped battling. As I stopped killing, genociding, massacring everyone in my sight.
as I stopped ripping mothers away from their daughters, as I stopped ripping kings away from their thrones, as I stopped all of that. As I stopped tormenting, torturing. As I found fun. Again. Delir found me asleep and ripped my heart out of my chest. He looked at me with eyes of anger. I must have done something to him without realizing. Oh, I must have probably done something horrible to him. <laughs> but I've done so much that I couldn't even fucking remember. I've taken so many lives, tortured so many people, laughed while doing it. I must have crossed a line with him sooner or later. Even though I knew all of that, as I was dying, facing a man who I've probably wronged, all I felt was burning hate and rage and fire. As tears streamed down his face, I cursed at him. I curse that if I find him, I will tear him down, rip him apart. With my last of strength, I tore apart his face, leaving a scar that he will look at every day of his life. And after that, I met Mako. I saw Mako as I was resting. This body gets tired after fights. As I was looking for Delir in those frosty barrens, the snow beat down on me. Whereas before I could handle it, I found sanctuary in the snowshield groves. And he looks up at you guys in the eyes. And that's who I am. That's why I am. Years upon years of rage and anger. I'm Eldor Seawalk Draken. No, 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 no. I am just Draken. The 
the great cutter of strings, the dreaded one, and the sky splitter. Those are all me. The one who made the sky cry. That is me. The one that the universe regrets. That is I. And slowly, throughout this all, from the moment I've met Marco, and then you, Nanette, I felt a change, but maybe I could have what I wanted before. In a past life, I could have had friends, a family, Act like all that stuff didn't happen in the past. But who could forget that? There are people who will look at me and recognize what I've done. Aldoris looks at the door behind you guys. And I'm sure Callius knows. The only reason his father even survived longer than Kyberian got to him was because he was boring. Boring to me. Not a challenge. There are sons who will try to avenge their fathers, if I didn't kill them too. There are daughters who will come for my throat, if I didn't kill them too. How could I forget what I've done to those people and move on, right? Eldora Seawalk Draken. Genocider of the sea. He just looks at you guys. Nanette. Nanette. Shakily gets up from her chair and she walks around the table and gives Eldoris a hug. He looks up at you. And what's that for? Pity. No. Not pity. Just... <laughs> In a way, I kind of can't believe I'm doing this, but... I can understand that 
from the moment you were born, you've been estranged from everyone. And of course that would make someone a bad person. I mean, I couldn't exactly blame them. All you needed was compassion, friendship, and I don't know. He stands up, his frame ever imposing. You don't get it. You're far too naive. I enjoyed every single moment of it until it got boring. And after you lied to me about Jewel. After I've lost two lives. How could anyone forgive me for taking away millions? I've wiped islands off the planet with an honest-to-God smile on my face. Your fall knows that I was enjoying it. And I still do. Every battle, never once have I dropped that smile. Never once I've respected my foes. Never once. He puts his hand on your shoulder, Nanette. Those zombies that we fought before. You guys didn't fight while smiling. You didn't take away their lives again because you wanted to. For me, that was fun. Ripping and tearing cartilage from bone. You may look at me like I am sad, like I was sad. But I found solace in my loneliness. Aegis tried to turn me into a good person. He really tried. Every day I would talk to him, learn more about what it means to be a, a fellow servant of Yifal. I considered him the closest thing I had to a father, a friend at the time. And I wondered if he thought the same of me when I took his life with my own hand.
Do you ever think that among all of the lives that have been taken, we would ever be part of them? In the past, yes. Without a doubt. And now? You don't know how close I was to taking your head when you lied to me. I see. All of those feelings of the past they came back flooding. I saw Delir's face in your own. I saw a liar's face reflected in your eyes. He befriended me once too, and then he lied. And you befriended me. And where will you stop lying? You knew that would hurt me. You knew I wouldn't be the same after. You knew that all going into it. That's why you lie. You hide from the truth. You hide from the light and the shadows. Because you're afraid of what lurks. I may not be a good person, but one thing's for sure. I'm a hell of a bad liar. Yeah, that... that's true. I... We did lie, and... I don't know how we could ever rectify that. I... It's not really what a good person or a good friend does. Now, I have a question for you. Yes. Are you okay with going with me through this all? Knowing that one day I will look your previous friend in the eyes and snuff out his life with my own hands.
Are you okay with traveling with someone who killed so many, tortured, strangled, every way you can imagine? And he looks over at you, Adric, at the same time. And his eyes shift to May. And then back to you, Nanette. Well, I... I don't know. I... You're, I guess, past self hasn't exactly been a secret throughout the time we've been together. We've always known there was something there, we just didn't know what. It's just... I wonder if there was something else that could drive you besides hatred. I would die before letting go of it. This body, it needs that hate. And he looks at his own hands. And before all of this, before the lying, before the pain, before I saw myself and the Obsidian Kingdom reflected in the blood of innocence, I was close to getting rid of that hate. But quite literally, the less I hate, the closer I am to death itself. Nothing can, nothing will ever quell this hatred in my heart, 
no matter what. The day I'm holding Delir Stetsy in my arms as he bleeds out pitifully will be the day I can rest well. You side with me. You, Nanette. You, Adric. You, May. You will take the life of a good person. And I know he's good. As good of times as we've had, I don't know if I could do that. I don't think I could. Very well. And he looks over at you, Adric. Adric, are you okay with traveling with a man who is no better than the one that took your brother? No, far worse than the man that took your brother. Adric doesn't even know how to open his beak or how to respond at all. Just sits there staring at his lap, staring at the hands on his on his lap. He nods. And then he turns to May. And May. You'll be looking at far worse than what you've seen at the end of this.
you'll be staring at mountains of bodies. As I drag you into a war. Because that's a war I cannot give up on. May stares forwards, his blue eyes quivering. His lips begin to shake. <laughs> I... And he shakes his head. Very well, then. Eldorus opens his satchel. He grabs the ship. He puts it on the table in front of you. I'll finish this war that we wage together. I'll make it easier for you to do what you need to. Goodbye, my family. Goodbye. The ones I thought I could love. You really made me happy. You really made me believe I could change. But there is only evil in this blackened heart of mine. And Eldorus, instead of Rashly, he calmly walks around the table. He clicks open the door. He stares back at you. I wish you the safest journey. Goodbye, my loves. And you see as a spiraling cloud intermingled with thunder and rain swoops down and <sighs> Eldorus disappears in thunder. As you all sit there in silence, in this empty tavern with creaking lights, 
The sway of a rope is the only ambience you hear. Nanette takes the bottle and she keeps it with her. You put the bottle in your pack. And is there anything else you would like to do? before we leave we should move everything back to its proper place you push the table over to one side may silently helping you and as you correct the tavern back to how it was before and that's where we will end today's session.